0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. This is Katie.
1: This is Alan.
0: And? Oh yeah, we're still married. Oh yes, we are. We wanted to put out a quick episode because we haven't yet talked about our Sunday experience. And that's kind of the name of the game right now. So let's it talk about it.
1: The, the CARES Sunday episode came out the second week, came out before our second week, which is what you're listening to now. And if you listen to that episode of The Cares, you'll see that they are much more structured than we are. They are also life coaches, both of them, and so they're coaching each other on the episode, which is pretty cool. And we aren't going to do that. We're going to give you the raw, unscripted, we don't even have bullet points today, of the, just what the experience was like. And...
0: As Nacho Libra would say, the nitty-gritty.
1: Get down to the nitty-gritty. nitty <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it was perfect, right? Nothing wrong, everything was good.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, I think that we should have hit record in our in our bedroom last night because of the Excuse me? Well, you know. Oh
1: yeah, the talk. The
0: talk that spawned from us just sitting there till one thirty in the morning and after it was all over I said, We should have been recording this. Yeah. Here we are.
1: Little do you know that I hit record on my phone. No, No, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't, because we did talk through a lot of this last night, but um, let's start with sacramenting and just chronological, uh, try to work in some of the points that we talked about last night.
0: Okay. So how was sacramenting for you, Alan?
1: First of all, I want to say that I'm super sensitive to that question
0: right now. Can I say why? Yeah. So I, oh gosh, guys. Okay. Alan has been coming back. This is the second week and he is hyper-focused on his needs during church. Right? So laser-focused. Like, what are they going to be teaching in later in the classes? So he looks at the lesson on his phone what's being said from the pulpit writing down notes uh texting me about things that are hard or things that are good uh calling on his friends and texting his groups where they understand how he's feeling this is all going like this is all going on during a meeting and meanwhile i'm sitting with four kids next to me and this is nothing new but I'm sitting. There, I'm I'm sitting there, and the kids are fighting, and they're squabbling, and it's total chaos. And I'm feeling so much grief from them, from the fact that I can't hear what's being said because the kids are talking over the speakers. And I look over, and Alan is like laser focused on his own thing, which I get. And I expressed last night to him how it feels, it's really difficult for me because I feel like he's on this spiritual journey and he's trying to get something by coming back to church. And I get that. But in the meantime, I'm dealing with everything else with the kids. And I feel like it's, I don't want to say like, poor me, poor me, poor me, but I feel like it's. It, I told him I felt like it was really like a self-centered like way to act because I'm, I'm trying to get something out for my own spirituality, and we've been so laser-focused on him and what he's getting out of church that it feels like it's hurting me in some way. And we talked about this last night, and I brought it up to him. And to his credit, he immediately gave me a hug. And he said, you're right, I'm so sorry. And Alan is really good at apologizing and recognizing when something was hard or I'm right about something and how that made him feel. And why don't you just talk about that?
1: Uh, It tore me up last night because it was all in a very quick flash. I realized that. I was being very selfish um and my quote experiment or focusing on what I needed was completely blinding me to how that affected Katie and that wasn't fair and um I didn't congratulate's not the right word but I was I thanked her so, very quickly for saying what she did because um, ding dong. Uh, that's, that's something that Katie has a hard time doing is standing up for her own needs. And that's, um, <laughs> a good flaw to have if you're someone close to Katie, because she always puts your, your needs ahead of hers and she has to self care for herself. So when she told me that, I just, I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice, no jokes being cracked right now. And not a lot of inflection because I f- still feel bad. Like, it's been, um, it, it was it was a lot of focus on how I was feeling, and I was completely ignoring her experience, and immediately, you know, told her if you want, me, why don't I just keep the kids home, or why don't you sit with a friend in the back, and I'll sit with the kids alone <laughs> in the pew? Like, what anything, anything to help her get something out of something that's important to her. Um is is what I want to try to do, and we haven't decided what we're gonna do this Sunday, but But that was the first thing that happened in in Sacrament Meeting. Uh like Katie said, I I was taking notes on my phone, I was texting her, I was I was reading the lesson for uh for Elders Quorum and After, you know, we don't get into too many details here, but reading the lesson, uh, this is a a good insight into the experience of a non-believer being at church, someone that wants to be part of the community, but is either doubting or has completely thrown away the beliefs. Um, You you see in the program, this is what the the lesson is on. Uh, You go and read the lesson and... There's, I mean, the the central theme of the lesson something that is really hard for you. It's a topic that hits home. And then you realize, shoot, what if they're teaching this to my kids today? So you're texting the... the um, me. You're texting, yeah, texting Katie. The primary
0: president. The primary president. <laughs> She's like,
1: nope, that's not... I don't know what they're doing in Young Men's with Jackson, but this is...
0: This isn't what we're teaching in this primary. This is what history. we're
1: teaching in primary. I'm like, cool. And then that reminds me of like all of the weeks that I don't ask and what are they learning? And so all of a sudden being back in the pew is reminding me of all of these things uh, that I'm not sure I want to learn. I'm not sure I want my kids to learn. And then I'm reminded about Natasha and how uh, Natasha Helfer Parker talks about not protecting your kids. And then I pay attention Wait, let's go back to
0: that. Let's talk about what Natasha said. Natasha uh, made a comment that, look, it's not our job to protect our kids from everything out there because they're going to hear it at church, they'll hear it at school, they'll hear it in their workplace. They're going to hear it, and you have no control over that. Our job as parents is to give our children the tools in order to identify what they Believe is right and what is wrong when people speak up their opinion, right? And and so that's what he's talking about with in regards to her quote,
1: right? Um, I got a hold of uh, my buddy who's in the Young Men's and and asked him what the lesson was about, and he said it's about this talk in General Conference. I went and read that talk. This is all during Sacrament meeting, and it was one of the more difficult talks from General Conference. And so uh, at the end of sacrament meeting, I I leaned over to Jackson, my, our oldest, and I just put my arm around him and whispered in, into his ear and just said, um, in young men's today, the lesson is on something that's that's very difficult for me and something that uh, I may not agree with. I'd like you to really pay attention so we can have a conversation at the end of um, when, we, when you get home about what the lesson was and see what you thought of it.
0: You didn't tell me that. I didn't? No, you didn't.
1: Yeah, I told him that at the end of the sacrament. And mm-hmm. then when we got home, we did talk. And they didn't even bring up the talk. They I don't remember exactly what he told me the lesson was about, but it was a really good it was a good thing to learn and I said that's awesome. I really agree with that. And he's like, "Yeah, me too." I'm like, "That's all right. Cool. That's great." So, this again is another instance of um I should have leaned over to Katie and said, this is what the talk is. I'm not comfortable. I'd like to say something to Jackson. And I didn't because I was so focused on my own feelings. And in the end, it didn't end up causing anything because the lesson was fine. But that was a lot going on in just the first hour.
0: I only heard one talk, and the one talk I heard was excellent there was a young woman in our ward who spoke about basically about how we don't know what other people are going through. And she gave some examples and I got more out of that talk that one 10 minute talk than I did in all of church. It was seriously the, it was the best talk and the rest was kind of a blur because of the kids. But then we got to the second hour and I will say before church, I had done more counsel. after church. I had uh primary meetings. And so it was kind of a really long full day for me, but that second hour, you know, it's wham, bam, kids in, kids out, clean up, take a kid to the bathroom, you know, or to his parents. We don't take kids to the bathroom, but mm-hmm. take a kid to their parents to go to the bathroom. And, And so I just I don't get much out of the second hour and that's not a bad thing. I really love what I do. But when you don't get a lot out of the second hour, it's super important for me to have something out of the first hour. So we worked through that. (laughs) Yeah, so now I know, you
1: know. I mean obviously if I'm not going at all, you're not gonna have that help when I'm not there, but if I am there, I'm certainly gonna be more conscious to helping (laughs) in the future um the 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 message itself i think what's difficult and what what we don't want to do on this podcast as you know if you're listening to multiple episodes we we never want to call individuals out um that's actually one of the more conflicting and difficult things about going back is you love these people I love all of these people. There's, I think I put in a recent Facebook post, there's not a single person in the ward that I wouldn't invite over for dinner. Every single person is great, and they're super nice. Even those that I've had disagreements, heated disagreements with, I don't hold that against them. I hope they don't hold it against me. So to have these wonderful people that you love and that are your neighbors and you see walking their dogs and mowing their lawns, to hear them talk and and say some of the things they say hurts that much more. And at the same time, you, you don't blame them for it because you, you understand, like I felt this way too. And then they're saying these and it's, you know, especially the messages that talk about those that no longer believe, um, are particularly difficult because here I am no longer believing and, and some of the things that they're saying about why people no longer believe are not the truth in most situations. And Katie, you, you said in one instance, and you can be generic about it, right? But you said in one instance, going back to the young women's talk, you don't know what people have gone through. And that, that helped you understand that that can shape why some people talk about non-believers the way they do. Right. Can we talk about that for a second?
0: Sure. We there was a certain person who they had a traumatic past with um, a family member who left the church, but it was guns a blazing, and it was it was probably a very very extreme example. But that's all they had to go off of, which I can understand how they feel if that's the only exposure they've ever had to someone who left the church. I can understand why their feelings would be really harsh and raw towards people like Alan. And not specifically Alan, but, you know, they always talk in generalities. Well, when, you know, when people leave the church, that sort of thing. But I I don't blame him because I know some of the backstory. And someone who doesn't know the backstory, which I had to give Alan some of that context, it would be course it's going to be hard but it goes back to that talk we just don't know how how the interactions that other people have had and how they've come to where they're at and so i think that alan for me in my opinion for Al- alan going to church is not helpful are you going to finish out the month
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, I mean, you know, some of the things that I didn't expect going back. I expected to hear things that I didn't agree with, of course. I expected to want to raise my hand. I expected it to be hard when I didn't raise my hand because I didn't want to jump out as super vocal. Hey, I haven't been here for eight months. I'm going to start making comments again. Um, but I expected all of that so that, you know, yeah, difficult, but the things that I didn't expect, um, I didn't expect some of the like hopeful reactions that I've, that I've gotten both from those in the ward and other people that just know that I'm going back, whether it's family or friends of some of the, Oh, you're back. And the way that it's said, or even directly said is like there's hope that I'm that I believe again, and I don't. <laughs> so no, it's
0: but no one has said that specifically. I know it's. I know when you come back to church, though, it does give the illusion that you are trying to come back for good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I most have someone in the hall. don't.
0: Most people don't even know why you why you were gone.
1: Right, and and again, that's where. where that's the the hard part and the conflicting part is that, you know, someone puts their hand on your shoulder and says, it's really good to see you. Welcome back. And you can you read between the lines that they're saying, like, good for you, you're back in the flock. And I'm like, Ugh. it's such a nice sentiment. And I'm so glad that they're wrapping their arms around me. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to give so them this give false them sentiment. Like, well, I don't want to... I don't want to be deceitful. I'm not trying to, I don't want to paint a picture of like, of, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm the same old Alan from three years ago. Cause I'm not. And that's, that's me. Not, I, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect to have that kind of effect. And I'm not saying like everyone is thinking about me cause I'm there again, but I don't want to give people the wrong impression And that was something that I didn't really think about before I went back.
0: Okay. Can I ask something sensitive?
1: Yeah.
0: I... Can we bring up the Facebook post?
1: Yeah, of course. Is that something you want? I mean, let's do it.
0: So, Alan last night shared with me a Facebook post that he put up on his personal... Facebook page, and it was all about him and four very specific situations where he spoke up or spoke out because because he didn't believe that what was being said was right. Or, Or, you know, he offered a difference of opinion. He just wanted to give something to everyone to think about. Alan did this in a really respectful way. He posted it respectfully. He wanted an open conversation within his Facebook post. I'm not on Facebook. And if I'm being completely honest with you, this is one of the reasons why is it's hard for me to read some of Alan's posts because anyway, I don't want to get into that. You're <laughs> That's, very private. I'm and a, very public, right? So anyway, I, he read, he didn't read me the whole post. He read me some of the posts and then gave, told the four specific examples and then shared with me one of the comments that someone made. And this set off the whole conversation last night because I, I just got really pensive about why he would post that. And not only am I, private but i'm super loyal so i feel like really loyal to my neighborhood and my ward i'm loyal to my husband also but i just feel like i have to protect people and i just wouldn't want anyone to look poorly or and alan knows this and he wasn't trying to make anyone look bad that that's that's neither her there but i just get like 10 i'm trying to explain why i get tense when I when I hear about these things, because there are people in my ward who listen to the podcast there are people in my ward who are Ellen's Facebook friends. And I would just hate for one of them to read his post and look at it and say, I don't feel comfortable saying something now because what if he says he talks about me in the podcast or what if he talks about me in his Facebook post, and he sing—he doesn't single people out, but I think you get what I'm saying. That it's just—it's bigger. It's just more than me. It's you know, our our words kind of like this little petri dish where all of our interactions and feelings and things that are happening are happening with friends and in the neighborhood. So that was hard for me to listen to, and I asked some really honest questions and it wasn't confrontational and it wasn't mean spirited. It just, I'm trying to understand. And I feel like, and I said this to Alan, but I don't understand where, like, I feel like this is a need for validation about how you feel about how you're being perceived or how you respond. Like, I feel like you're looking for validation from other people. And I told them this and I feel like validation comes from a place of insecurity, a place from like not knowing where, who you are, where you want to be. And, and so I started to get all like, Not not belonging, not having a place to sort of, um, belong in. Anyway, I I just I went into all of these things last night, and I want to ask you: Have you thought about that? Have you? Do you feel like there's any truth to that? Maybe I'm completely grasping at straws here, but we didn't really talk about that.
1: I think the insecurity <clears throat> that I have. Um comes from mostly the not belonging anywhere i don't feel like I fit in I clearly don't fit in to the ward um that's no longer my my community i i we talked about this last night i don't really fit into the post mormon world either yeah and I love i mean I'm in a couple of groups and I've talked about them on a few episodes here or there but and I, they're great people. Um, Matt Harward said this in our Facebook group today. It's like there's face-to-face, person-to-person interaction that is needed, and no amount of Facebook groups is going to fill that. And I've gone to a few post-Mormon like meetups, and they're fun. They're they're great people, and I'll still do it because it's it's good to do. But especially when you're one of the only people there that is alone, right? Talk about the reverse situation from church. You go alone and most people there are in couples. And that's, that's difficult. You don't quite fit in the same way. And it has nothing to do with how they're treating you at all. Like they're, again, everyone's great.
0: And be, they're and, even
1: saying things that you agree with, so there's not even disagreement happening.
0: And to be fair, I feel like like lo- I feel lonely at church, but I also feel lonely when Alan goes to these groups and they meet up, and I'm not with him. And I told him, I know that we can have separate things. I know that we can be individuals, but for 15 years we've been doing it together, and it's a really hard thing to, to mentally even separate from that.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I love having my own thing with a few things, but I don't feel I have a big need to have a lot of individual things just about to, to play world of Warcraft with, with my brothers and their sons. And like, I'm really excited about that. That that'll be fun, but I don't really need much more than that individually. And so what we talked about last night was... Because we like each other. We do. What I talked about last night with Katie, together, we talked about, you know, I'd love to find a community that we can enjoy together. And that doesn't mean find another church. It's just, I don't know what it means. Like, that's that's kind of where we're at right now is... And I haven't put much thought into it today. It was, it's a, it was a relatively busy day, but... I'd love to find a community that fits both of us.
0: Which, right now, we fit really well. We have some really great friends that are also mixed-faith couples. And uh, wouldn't you say, like, that's... So right now, this the best place for us are with our mixed-faith couple friends that we go out with. We both feel comfortable there. We both can share things that everyone can relate to. And I just wish that there was a... <laughs> A church, mixed faith marriage group mixed faith marriage church. that would, that everyone could go to and sit and talk about all of these things, but there's not.
1: <laughs> and starting our own church would probably not work too well. Whether it's, I don't if it's a book club, we've heard of Thomas McConkie's Lower Lights, which we're looking at, but that's also mildly religious. I don't even know. But um, we're just kind of on the prowl for that. Finding something that we can have a community together. uh, That's something that the LDS church does really well. It does community really well. And it does. I mean, it it does. It does it very well.
0: It's just hard when you don't fit in. Right. Is it only the church stuff? Like, we have this ward barbecue coming up this weekend and generally it's like a big dinner and slip inside for the kids and it's at the park and it's super fun. Is that something you feel comfortable going to?
1: Yeah. We've, I've been to that twice since we've, since I've stopped leaving.
0: Right. So is it, I'm just trying to identify it. Is it just church? Like when there's social functions that doesn't cause you anxiety or stress? No, no, no. Okay.
1: There's some, there's certain triggers and mostly it's,
0: when you're at church.
1: Is when people are talking about things that, um, not that I disagree with, but that, in my opinion, are harmful things to teach. Yeah. That's, that's when it gets hard for me. So, at a picnic, that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> and I hope, like, I don't, I just want to stress how many great people we have in the neighborhood and ward and but um i think i've been super blessed with really really good friends in my neighborhood and a lot of them it the the church thing isn't the common denominator we've got disney or we've got yeah plays or we've got k-pop or whatever it might be. (laughs) bts okay that's another that's a story for another day but we'll do a
1: bts episode we'll do
0: a bts episode guys it's going to be in korean no i um i mean there's there's just we have other things in common and we get invited to dinner at people's homes we invite them to our homes and we really do have like this great like great friends yeah. right here it's just like the larger group um which makes up the ward that it can be difficult in right. but like i feel really blessed that we have so many we are surrounded by a lot of really good people who love Alan for who he is, who accept him, who love seeing him, who will talk to him, who will ask him questions about church. We have one friend in particular that she'll talk about church or she'll talk about just Alan's experience. She listens to the podcast. And I think that means so that means so much to me.
1: Yeah. Just people that ask. It's super nice. Yeah. It's super nice. The people are great. Um, yeah, it's it's complicated, right?
0: It's so complicated. It's very
1: complicated. Yeah, I was talking to one of the ward members um uh after church and one of the ones that that asks or talks to me pretty pretty openly about some of these things and and I I use the, the concept of obedience as an example of like you think about what is obedience teaching you and obedience in the church leads to some really good behaviors. Mm-hmm. Leads to healthy living. It mm-hmm. leads to um being mindful of of your body and your sexuality. And it, it leads to service. to service like, yeah. and to being selfless with mm-hmm. your finances, with mm-hmm. your money. There's really great things about obedience. And then on my side, the same exact word can be triggering because Obedience can be used as a bludgeon or as a weapon, as a hammer, and that's super frustrating. And so, you know, do I want my kids to learn how to how to control their their bodies and how to um, be selfless with their finances? I absolutely do, but not with all the the baggage that comes with some of some of the way it's taught. So it's it's so it's so complicated. It's just difficult. Um, I knew that it would be hard to go back. Some of the ways that it has been hard I didn't expect. And again, it's a growing opportunity. I'm I some people have said that I I'm torturing myself and I think maybe I am. But it's
0: I said that <laughs> At the very,
1: I know, at the very least if I get nothing else out of it, I will I will come out of this experience saying I need to get my head off, I need to get my brain out of my head and just be more empathetic towards Katie when it comes to how she's experiencing things because so much focus is put on the non-believer and uh, in, this, in this situation of how does the church make you feel and that's, that's not fair and so I'm grateful that I've learned that, that lesson I don't know what will happen this next week or the next i've I've said earlier I would love to just keep the kids home so Katie can enjoy it there, but I don't know if she would enjoy it alone. I'd love to go this Sunday and sit have her sit on the aisle, and I'll sit right next to her so no kids can be next to her. <laughs> just again I think we're both willing to try anything and everything. And when something doesn't work, we'll change it. And ultimately that will likely lead to me not coming anymore. Um, but again, who knows? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I've thought I've daydreamed today and I even said it to you last night. Like I've thought, I'm just going to talk to the elders quorum president and say the next meeting that we have an elders quorum, can I start and just say, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what I don't believe. If I'm still welcome here, that would be awesome because I think you guys are great. I would rather just call a spade a spade. And that's one thing I've thought about. It, it, it And then in an hour, I'll feel differently. So it's just it, it, the, the merry-go-round just keeps spinning. Anything?
0: Why do you feel like you need to say that?
1: It's nice to let people know where you're at. And if they're comfortable knowing that, I don't know if that would make it easier for everyone to just know where I'm at.
0: Would it? I I don't know.
1: I haven't really thought about it. I've thought about talking to the bishop about it. What do you think if I said something like this? I don't know what the right thing is. I love to be open and authentic, and there's nothing more open and authentic than saying that in the church block.
0: (laughs) so i have I just have like a little bit of hesitation because I feel like you should be able to speak your truth. You've been a member for how many years, and you've given a lot of your time and life to the church and effort and service and money and I mean, I can go on and on. I also feel though that like them accepting you. Again, it it goes back to I don't feel like you need I don't know I I don't I don't know. This is hard for me. I feel like people should be able to go, and it's pretty clear that people want to worship the the way that they want to, and I worry about how other people are going to feel when you say something like that. In an elder's quorum, maybe they'll just put their arms around you and say you're you're always welcome and we love you here. Does that mean that they're going to change the way that they they say things? I don't think so.
1: Right. I don't, like what? That's what do you? My but, purpose. I don't want to try.
0: But I know. But it's kind of like. If you know that church isn't healthy for you and it's hard to be there and you can't be there, but then you say something that, like that in elders quorum and it's like mic drop and you don't come back to church.
1: No, it's not a mic drop. It's not a mic drop I'm leaving. It's like a, no, hey, I'm, I'm here. You've noticed I've been here. Just want to let everyone know this is where I'm at.
0: Right. But why, why do that? Make, why make it uncomfortable for everybody when you know that you're not going to stick around. If, it'd be one thing if you were sticking around, but you know that you can't, that's not your thing. You can't do that. So why even bring it up? Do you know do you know what I'm asking? I'm not being mean about it. I'm just asking.
1: Right. I mean, it would probably be part of the message would be if I did it. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. But if I did it, part of the message would be sometimes you'll see me, sometimes you won't. I'll maybe be here for birthdays and Christmases and Easter's. Easter's, Easter's. <laughs> no, they're not. That's twice Latreille Libre in this episode. Uh, I'm glad that makes me proud. Should um, play the
0: Incarnacion.
1: I don't know. Like I've I've got comments from my Facebook post ringing in my head. That is it's is it possible to agree with what everyone says in on the Facebook post? Because I've got people that have left the church that have said you have absolutely no right to raise your hand, being a full non-believer, and say what you've said. Like, you'd, if, if someone came into your post-Mormon group and started preaching the church, you would kick them out. So why are you mad that people are upset when you go and talk about something they don't believe? And I'm like, yeah, I get it. And that's old, that's what, that exact thought is what led me to stop going eight months ago. And so, like, right now, this little experiment, I can't emotionally detach myself from it. The plan was four weeks and let's record after every week. And in my naivete, I thought, yeah, this will be, it may be hard, but I'm totally going to do it. What I didn't expect is, is like enjoying this community and enjoying going. And even though a lot of the stuff I'm hearing is difficult and it's like, okay, well, if I were going to make a full blown effort to be here, what would that look like? I would. I would need everyone to know where I'm at, and if they can accept me for that, maybe I just found a way that I can be involved. And if it doesn't work, then okay, then I. I all right.
0: But it, that does. That still doesn't shield you from any of the comments, or you know, like the 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 deep down reasons and the syntax and and the things that are said. It, it doesn't shield you from that. So you're still gonna feel bad when you hear stuff like that.
1: I'm. I'm not saying that. I know the answer.
0: No, I, I know what I'm
1: going to, if I say something, it's going to fix everything, No, I know. but it's something I have never done. Right. I've always just kind of made disagreements without saying why mm-hmm. I disagree, mm-hmm. but yeah. I would, you know, I've, it's something I haven't tried and I've, I think I've shown I'm willing to try whatever to see if it makes things easier for this person, for that person. What if, what if all of a sudden I get a lot more empathetic responses and now I share with, with listeners or people on Facebook, like, Hey, it was a lot better for me just to tell everyone exactly where I was and they actually embrace me for it or the opposite happens. I don't, they, they don't change. And then I'm like, well, whoops, I tried. You shouldn't because it didn't go well for me. Do you know do you yeah, see but, what I'm saying?
0: Okay, so I totally see what you're saying. I really do. I think that we have to figure out your insecurity before you do something like that because I I I feel like right now where you're at and your how you're feeling I wouldn't want like something super negative to happen and it just cause causes you to be in a deep depression. Yeah. Guys, (laughs) we're real good at this, aren't we?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't regret any of the awkward silences or back and forth because like, this is the real working through of how we're feeling. I don't mean I'm, I'm not ready to let go. Obviously, I have a podcast. I live in Utah. I have this Ward family. I talk about it on Facebook. We get listeners. And we talked last night. Like I'm worried that if me letting go means I press stop on everything. And I don't know. I have no gear outside of full steam ahead and stop completely. And stop completely, I don't like the ramifications of stop completely.
0: What do you think will happen if you stop completely?
1: Well, what stop completely means, and I I mean, I said this after a particularly difficult Sunday a few months ago, stop completely. If you remember, I said to you, I said, if I had to make a decision today, I would be done with all things church. That means I'm not going to be at Zara's baptism. That means if a kid is whining about going to church, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't like that. I don't think that's the right thing to do. And I think that distances me from my own family. And that's stupid. But I have not found a good common ground to be engaged other than if I'm going to be engaged, I'm going to do it the way that that I feel like I need to do it. And I'm super vocal and I'll make mistakes and learn from them. If I, I mean, I just don't, I don't know. Let's just maybe table this topic by re- mentioning it to you, the listener. How have you found success in throttling down from full steam to? one engine (laughs) i don't know ship terms (laughs) i i don't know um if i'm explaining that well but like i i i struggle it's hard for me to to see katie's discomfort with how vocal i am or how vocal i want to be um while at the same time seeing a lot of positive come from those moments and so it's like, that's, that's a struggle for me too. How do you feel about that? It's
0: your, it's a struggle for you to see me struggle with you. <laughs> Is that what you're I saying? Think,
1: yeah. I think it's a good thing to, if I didn't care what you thought, I would just say like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. Right. I, w- I wouldn't care, but I do care. I care about, I mean, you live in this ward. I completely see and recognize how uncomfortable things can be for you. If I just go off, I shouldn't say go off the rails because you trust that I'll be respectful in things that I do say, but we don't want to create a situation that makes you feel uncomfortable with people at church
0: or ostracized or right. Mm-hmm. It's hard
1: enough being there alone mm-hmm. and not fitting the, the perfect family. So it's, like i i do weigh those things i don't want it to be me going and and saying whatever i want whenever i want in this in the for the sake of trying whatever i can to make things work because i know that i'm not the only one that's affected by it so this
0: episode has turned out to be a lot longer than we like, we were like oh yeah do like we'll do a quick minutes. quick 20 minute and now here we are 45 minutes so out. what do
1: you think everybody you, we've kind of hit record and, and we've been looking at each other the whole time and not really talking to you we've been talking to each other but what do you think do you think um, what have you found as a good middle ground of, of being, being there and, uh, or <laughs> this is so hard to say I mean I, I think the answer is I just don't go because the things that were easier when we don't go when I don't go and we yeah. had gotten used to that. Right. Why does a big part of me not want that? Because I don't have anything to replace it with.
0: You don't have anything to replace it with because you care about your wife and your your family. And it's pretty miserable when we're gone. Right. And we don't share that anymore. I mean, there's multiple layers as to why, yeah, I don't doubt the why. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes you have to hash things out, other times you take a break. This has been hashing out, and you can hear our kids screaming downstairs, so we should probably go. but I think it's this is this episode is a really important example of things. Don't think like you're the only ones that have difficult conversations that don't figure things out in one conversation
0: or two this or is two, two. This across. is the second
1: conversation. Like I want you to know, Katie, that I'm committed to just f- figuring it out. If, if anything, I hope you see that I will try anything and things that I do try, I'm trying hard not to do them in a vacuum. So keep telling me how you feel because it's really important to me. Um, you guys, I hope you feel this. I hope you can you can tell, like, we truly are two crazy kids who decided to hit record and document our journey. Mm. We're not... We do not have it all figured out. We do not have all happy days. Things get really hard. But this. these are the days where the happiest days usually follow because you show each other once again that you choose each other, and you're going to work through the hard times, and you're going to wipe the tears right when you hit stop on this recording.
0: He's prompting me.
1: (laughs) Final words, Katie?
0: We don't have it all figured out. We don't. And I think I don't want to present something that is put together and we have all the answers because we don't and it's hard and all I know is I love my husband I want to figure this out I want to get him to a place where he feels comfortable and he has community and we can both be on the same page again because it just it can feel like it's never gonna happen and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, but time,
1: time heals,
0: time heals.
1: So does Seize Candy and Netflix, which we'll be <laughs> enjoying in about 20 minutes once we can get our screaming children to bed. <laughs> Stay on that tightrope, everybody. There's hard days. There's easier days. And uh, today was a hard one. Today and yesterday were very difficult for us, and um, we, we will make sure. I'm, I'm already feeling like we need a very positive episode. <laughs> I was
0: just gonna say, we maybe next episode we'll do a music. We've thought we've talked about yeah, doing we're about doing another music another episode. music episode. I think a lot of you loved the song by Ben Platt, yeah. "Grow as We Go." I think that spoke to so many of you because we got a lot of messages saying how much you loved it. So yay. Hopefully we can share a few more songs that yeah. will help you through this.
1: Yeah. The best way to get a hold of us if you'd like to send an email, you can at marriage and a tightrope at gmail dot com. If you want to participate in group discussion, our Facebook group's the best place to do that. That's marriage and a tightrope on Facebook. On Instagram
0: yeah. Marriage on a open in, on Instagram. I'm the one that responds. So if you have a specific question or you just need a vent, whatever, send me a, send me a message. And I'm usually really good about responding pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. You can send a message to me privately on Facebook if you have the same desire to reach out just to me. Uh, you can just send me a message on Facebook as well.
0: And of course you can email us at marriage on a tightrope at gmail.com. We get a lot of emails through there and we love hearing those because we get to hear a little bit more of your story. So that's great. We've and, said that
1: twice, but that's okay. Oh gosh. It's important. See. You can also email us
0: at marriage at <laughs> Number three. Uh, and then if you would like to donate, you can go to our website, marriage on a And you can scroll down and donate to us if, you find what we put out valuable.
1: I will say that there's a friendly um, competition. Every time Radio Free Mormon gets a donation, he rubs it in my face and sends me a text, and that's really rude. So don't let an apostate like Radio Free Mormon
0: statistical as him.
1: true i finally got to meet him and it was great i gave him a very large man hug it was wonderful thank you very much for listening and we will see you on the next episode of
0: marriage on a tightrope <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see that it was better that we grew up together tell me you don't want to leave because if change is what you need you can change right
1: next to me When you're
0: high I'll take the lows You can ebb and I can flow We'll take it slow And grow as we go Grow as we go